Hi and welcome to episode 85 of the This Is Reportage podcast. My name is Alan Law, I'm the founder of This Is Reportage and This Reportage family, and I'm a photographer too. The brilliant Sarah Paolucci is my guest this week, and we talk all things documentary family photography. Based in Italy, Sarah really knows her stuff. She was ranked in our top 50 photographers in the world on this reportage family for 2020, and she's also a judge for us in Collection 5. We cover so many subjects today, including how she became a documentary family photographer, why she never regards herself as being a fly on the wall, her love of public speaking, the power of Instagram stories, our Netflix synopsis game, vacation photography in Rome, birth photography and the story behind one of her specific reportage family awards, and so much more. Oh, and by the way, this was recorded the day after the Euro 2020 or 2021 final, so that's the game we mentioned at the beginning. Hey, Sarah, how you doing? Hey, Alan, I'm fine. How are you? I am good, thank you. Yes, all good. Although I'm a little bit disappointed about last night. Did you watch the football last night? <laughs> of course I did. Yeah, so well, congratulations to you. You definitely deserve <laughs> Thank it. you so much. <laughs> it's an exciting game though, wasn't it? Oh, yes, yes. When, when there is such an important game, we usually gather with friends, uh, have dinner together and... Uh, I have to say I suffered all day for that. Um, first, because there was the, also the tennis match with oh, the yes. Italian Berrettini. Yeah, did you watch it that? Was, yes, I watched that as well. He won I mean, the, did he win the first set, did he? Yes, the first yeah. one. Yes, the, uh, I think he won two sets. Oh, okay. But then, oh. yeah, uh, he lost, but it, it's such an important result and this pitch he delivered after the game was absolutely brilliant because he had some very nice words for his competitor mm. and uh, I think Djokovic is a, is a sort of god of tennis mm. it's crazy mm. it's crazy, it's so focused and uh, wow uh, while, while the football match I was really suffering on that too because you know uh, England scored at the second minute. Yeah. And it went so fast. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I think we were all shocked in the beginning. And can you imagine the psychological pressure of playing after that? Mm, that's so true. Yeah. Oh, it was awful for for me to be well for England I think to be winning so early because we're not used to that at all so, so it was really strange <laughs> oh and then those penalties I feel so sorry for the for the English players who missed them but so but so proud of them and they were so brave to take them I think so yeah, yeah. I still I thought I'd be more disappointed I'm quite I'm just happy we got to the final and we did so well and and Italy you you definitely deserved it you were the better team last night and you were you were I think they they both played very very well, so it was a nice game to to watch. Honestly, yes. yeah. Although so, I I find it so hard watching England. I'm just like oh, it's so it's so nerve wracking. It's so nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughters they they felt asleep because they they are. They're very young. They are seven and five. And and I was waking up them. And we won! We won! It's like a crazy mother. You know? <laughs> oh, that's a good way to wake up, though. Oh, that's cute. My, my, my children were kind of dozing a bit as well. So they're similar ages of six and nine. So, um, okay. yeah, it was... What a day, what a night. But yes, congratulations. And it's, it's a Thank great you. coincidence that I'm, I'm speaking to you on the day after that match. It's, um, it's cool. I was thinking about, you know, I was thinking about it. I was like, oh my God, now he's going to ask me some very nasty questions. <laughs> 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 That's true. I've got, I'm saving those for later. Saving those for later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. no, that's funny that's funny um so, so yeah are you do you live uh, do you live in rome or are you near rome or where whereabouts are you in italy uh i live in rome oh, now wow. i am on the seaside with my daughters but i was born in rimini, in rimini which is on the other coast of italy uh, okay cool and and what is what is your story, Sarah? You know, let's start. Let's start at the beginning. How how did you become a photographer? What what's been your journey to this point? 
Um, I started when I was very young. I was uh, uh, 13 years old and I was playing in the dark room at school. And then, you know, photography was always uh, a, part, a part of me, but it was more like a hobby. Mm-hmm. And then, like many, I think many of us started after giving birth. Right. Uh, because, you know, I had the time to stop and think who I wanted to be as an adult. Although I was 34 at the time. Right. And uh, it happened that I had this very big crisis because I think I wasn't ready to become a mother. And I had this very, very strong baby blues, which lasted a few months. Okay. And so I grabbed my camera and it became a sort of obsession to me. It's like I I couldn't do without it anymore because it was like a sort of, it is a tool for communicating my feelings mm-hmm. and I also started looking for photographers because I want some photos of my family and I couldn't find any photographer um, because uh, you know in Italy documentary family photography is not known like at all right okay so uh, the only thing I could find were lifestyle photographers or newborn photographers and they make this beautiful photos but that was not what what I was looking for at the time Mm -hmm. and I wanted us in our real life and I didn't want the idea of Pinterest of us Mm -hmm. so I ended up in I bumped into Kirsten Lewis oh wow just bumped into her just not on the streets or something <laughs> I saw her on a Creative Live uh, um, cool. a few a few years ago, mm-hmm. and it was uh, she was a sort of revolutionary revolutionary to me because she was talking about you know miscarriages and all the things that happen in real life, and so I started to mentor with her oh, and cool. my very first family shooting outside my family was with uh, with her oh so, wow cool in italy still or yes in italy in uh, italy cool. she came to to italy we went to florence together and uh, she gave me a very uh, a very good imprint on how to to shoot for other families on uh, it, it, she was a very good mentor for me that's cool that's a great way to begin your your journey oh yes <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. what a great first mentor that's brilliant <laughs> and what was that like that first family shoot that you did were you were you nervous for that not really not really it's strange because um i am an introvert person and uh, i am shy from time to time but at the, at the same time i'm very curious and i really enjoy being with um, being with other families and getting to know them, and uh, I love I don't know. It's probably it it's strange because if you see me around um, bringing my daughters at the park, I'm al- I'm always the kind of person who stays by herself by themselves, and and I'm not talking to other mothers. I'm kind of uh, I don't know I'm I stay on my own world and then when I enter the door of another family I feel part of that family it's strange yeah that's that's great though I wonder what <laughs> wonder what that is about is it something about having the camera with you makes you feel I don't know because I feel I'm similar to you I feel quite I'm quite introverted I think but then when I turn up say at a wedding I feel yeah more like part of what's going on around me and more just ready to socialize and be part of it all I don't I don't know what what is that about I don't know and for me uh, it is a strange honestly but at the same time I wouldn't be able to do if they didn't ask me to do so so let's say street photography is uh, something hard for me right sure mm, i get that you know 
photographing strangers, it feels awkward to me. Mm. Have you ever done that much in, in, I bet Rome would be a magic place to do street photography, but have you not really done it much or? I've started in the beginning doing something and it was, uh, it was challenging. And then I, I just quit. And because I'm not really into street photography anymore, I realized it's the part of the growing process and who I am. I'm not interested in street photography anymore. No, that's cool. It's funny thing. The whole street photography thing is like, I think if you're, you know, if you're a photographer in inverted commas, you're supposed to love street photography and yeah i'm similar to you though i don't have a big love for it it's uh but you're supposed to love it you know if you're a photographer it's that got that mm. sense about it do you know what i mean uh i know because everyone is uh, i don't know i think it's part of the growing process you know um i can tell you uh, a couple of years ago i started a, a mentoring program with uh, one uh, with a photojournalist and when i was <laughs> i remember when i was talking to him i was like ah oh, you know i want to learn how to make complex compositions and stuff like that and he was looking at me <laughs> didn't say anything and uh, and then he he said okay but why <laughs> you know <laughs> sometimes uh, when you want to com convey a message simplicity is the best option so why do you want to do something complex you know because in the beginning you think that you want to do you want to take that wow photo that maybe doesn't mean anything it's just a lot you know perfect light perfect com composition but that that's pretty much it mm. and so now i want to go further that right. i feel uh, i don't know I think it's part of the, yeah, yes, it's part of the growing up. Yeah, process. that is true, isn't it? That's such good advice, I think, that that photojournalist said to you. It's so true. I think, yeah, you're so right, though. It is part of the process. We, we grow as photographers. We see all this work that, you know, some of our photography idols or people we admire put out. And we're, yeah, we think, I want to do really complex stuff and that. But, yeah, at the end of the day, all that matters is that I think you're photographing things that are true to you, that you love, that really excites you. And for some people, that will be really, you know, complicated compositions. But for others, it's, you know, just moments, powerful moments, real, yeah, real moments. And yeah, anyway, sorry, I just, I, I, I just talking a lot there. But yeah, it's all, that's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, I think that photog photography is something very personal at the end mm -hmm. of the day. That's true, isn't it? And when, after you did that kind of mentoring with Kirsten initially, um, mm -hmm. and, you, and you went to Florence, did that family shoot, how did you then kind of progress? You know, did you, did you create your website kind of straight away? And um, yeah, how did, how did you go from there? Uh, I started uh, photographing friends. And just, uh, I wanted a good port portfolio. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that good at the time to be honest you know in the beginning it's like uh, <laughs> it's terrible i was like shooting everything you know mm. that's the kind of approach you have in the very beginning you you think you have to shoot everything yeah that's and, so true and then you realize that you have to take a lot of uh, poses to to think about what you want to photograph mm -hmm. So it's uh, so I started that way, and then uh, I I'm fairly new to to the business of photography because uh, I've opened my business I think f was four years ago. Right. So okay. so I had a, let's say a good start uh, because I started uh, selling some some shootings, and then it doubled the next year. Yeah, great. So the trend was was very interesting and then the pandemic happened <laughs> so mm, yeah it was like this big all of nothing and uh, and that's such and a shame because you built quite a momentum from early on in your business then that's a yeah such a shame though. yeah i think it, well last year was terrible for everyone i think mm. i don't know well for everyone working in the photography business at least 
and but okay uh, i've practiced uh, studied and in the meantime i was i started a project on my uh, daughters during the pandemic because honestly that was the only thing i could photograph because i couldn't get get out of my apartment so mm, sure and uh, while this year uh, started very very well and uh, i'm quite surprised uh, from one side but i think it's also the result the result of um, um communication job i've done in the last month on 2020 so you know people people i think are, they are tired of all this pandemic thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and many many families the the ones that were not hit but by the pandemic uh, in terms of you know in terms of losing job uh, jobs or stuff like that they they didn't know uh, they didn't know how to spend their money because mm -hmm. we, we couldn't go to the restaurant we couldn't travel we couldn't do anything so That's they true. they they tried to um, to experiment something different and uh, and this is the year i sold my very first year in the life oh so, wow gosh yes it's uh, it's incredible i have i had a very very busy june and uh, now i am working on an editorial project so at the moment my working life is very full and i'm very happy with it that's great that's great sarah that year in the life as well that must be that must be super exciting and what and what it, does it, that and yeah what does that entail for you how many times will you be shooting uh, them uh four four times right cool it's just a, for me it's my mm, basic package of year in the life right. uh, you need you need to have at least four shootings in uh, within uh, 12 months. Right, sure. Is this a family that you've done a, a single shoot for before, or is it they've come no, straight no. in and... No, oh, so cool. Straight in and booked a year in the life. That's so cool. And it's not in Rome. Oh, wow, uh, cool. Where is it? It's in the... It's uh, near Naples. Oh, wow, nice. And do you know how they found you? Because I was going to ask, you know, because earlier on you said... The, you know, when you started um, to look for a photographer for your own family, you you know, you said how kind of documentary family photography in Italy didn't really exist or not so much, you know. So, yeah. so how are you how are you getting found? You know, how are you getting your bookings now for, for your family work? Uh, now they are partly uh, word of mouth, mm. uh, friends or families I have already photographed That's or uh, Instagram. Oh it's wow! Crazy. Cool. Yeah, oh, I was crazy. like, you know, last year I I started uh, I started recording video of myself and putting them into my Instagram stories. Oh yeah, and, you know, I I felt in the beginning. I have to be honest. I felt ridiculous. You know, it was <laughs> I was like talking to myself, and sometimes my husband was at home. He was looking at me like you're crazy <laughs> I was, and i was like don't look at me like that come on and i was like recording like five or six times the same 30 second video oh i you can know. understand that mm. oh, it was a nightmare and uh, i did uh, a couple of stories also while i was um, traveling on the train can you imagine the other passengers <laughs> look at that you know she's talking by herself she's <laughs> feeling sorry for you <laughs> <It's funny. Yeah. laughs> and what what kind of things were you doing for those videos just kind of like behind the scenes your life of what you're doing that day that kind of things or what were you doing um yes it's behind the scene but it's also part of my personal life because what i have realized is that how can you ask other families to let you enter into their intimacy and they don't even know how you look like they don't even they haven't seen your face before mm, that's a so, good i've not heard your voice before and maybe and mm. 
so this helped a lot. And I realized it because after I started recording these videos, many people started to write me and okay. sending me sending me photo of their children or their or their or their chickens. <laughs> so <laughs> true story. <laughs> That's a different niche, uh, a documentary chicken photographer. <laughs> <laughs> so and I got also invitation. Oh, why don't you come with your daughters uh, visiting our family? You know, it, it it's so cool and. Uh, the goal, I think that the goal is to engage an honest conversation with the people who follow you. And uh, are you still doing I'm, the videos then? No. <laughs> yes, I'm. I mean, last in the last one or two months, I haven't done so much because I was really overwhelmed by work, and uh, it was a lot. And and I had no. Um, I hadn't. I didn't have the mother release for those families. Right. I couldn't share a lot. Um, but Do I'm, you get that quite often with your work? Where the families don't want you to show the images? Um, yes. The majority didn't want to. Uh, the majority of the family I should don't want to share their photos online. Uh, okay. I, can, I understand I, that, obviously. But it's also it's, it's a shame for us as photographers, isn't it, as well, I think? It is. It is. It's such a pity because I have so many photos that I I'd love to share, but I just can't. Mm. Oh, I get that. Yeah, I get that. I I understand it from one one side because if you think about it, we enter such a level of intimacy mm. that some people want to keep it for themselves. Yeah. I do. I understand it. I do totally understand it. I think it's um. I think it's great what you did with the Instagram and the Instagram stories, and it's something there that I've you know that kind of appeals to me. But I get. I I think I'd be like you and kind of recording things about ten times before I'd be happy with it at the beginning. Are you when you record videos now? Do you just not do so many takes? You know, because you've been doing it for a while. Do you can you do it just in one take and you're happy with it and you post it? Uh, if I do something like that, I'm usually like, okay, I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, it, it is improving. Um, now what, I've, what I'm doing is, is uh, I'm writing down what I want to say mm. because I want to be fast and go straight to the point. Mm, that makes sense. Otherwise, uh, you lose people. Um, you lose people interest uh, yeah. during this part. They, they just skip it and whatever. So if you want to make it uh, interesting, you have to go straight to the point and be fast. And uh, yeah, uh, it, it's it's a matter of practice. And I have to to be honest, I love public speaking. Oh wow, dude, that's great. You love I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that that sentence. I love that. That's so cool. Wow. <laughs> have you done quite a lot of that in your life then, have you? I've done one for an icon Italy. Oh wow, cool. When they launched their mirrorless system a couple of years ago for the Z Z6. And uh, uh it was amazing. Uh I was I was freaking out in the beginning because I was like, oh my god! And now I have to talk to my audience were like probably sixty, fifty or sixty people, oh, and wow. they were they were ninety nine percent male in their fifties. Okay. <laughs> and I had to talk about documentary family photography. So <laughs> I said, okay, I have to make this interesting for them. How can I do it? So I have uh, um, practiced my speech several times. I, I, I knew in advance what I wanted to say, of course. And it went so well so well and i was so happy with it because at the end of my speech i had so many people coming to me shaking my hands asking questions and uh, i know i to be honest i think it has to do something with uh, ego 
it could, because it, it it feels it feels so good. <laughs> oh, that, that that's great and so deserved. And I think that's that's so good that you enjoyed it. And as you say, to get that feedback afterwards of people coming up to you and saying hello and saying how much they enjoyed it, that's that's brilliant, Sarah. That's so cool. And did you actually yeah. enjoy it? Did you enjoy it as you were doing it? You know, as you were doing that speech, were you actually were you enjoying that moment? Yes, a lot. Oh, <laughs> a lot. I was like. I was shaking before uh, grabbing the microphone, mm -hmm. but then when I started, I was like, "Yes!" Oh, that's <laughs> this is super. What I want to do, you know? That's so cool. That's so cool. So I love that. I, 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 you should do more then, especially if you enjoy it like that. And people obviously really enjoyed it. So yeah, you should do more. It's, I guess the pandemic has been a difficult time to um, do kind of workshops and conferences and things, but they will come back more as well, won't they? Oh yes, I want to do them. And also, when I do you remember when Clubhouse was released? Oh yeah. So in the beginning, I used to love it. I have to be honest because I was like, oh my god, yes, I can, I can speak here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I cannot grasp what I can do that here. <laughs> and uh, I've done one and uh, just one, and uh, I have. Uh, um gained uh, many instagram followers from from it oh that's cool yeah great yeah. are you gonna do more of those clubhouse kind of talks then but i think it's a dead social media right now is it only my impression well no i think you're probably right and i've read things about how it's kind of lost all kind of momentum and um we did one this is reportage chats and but that was before um android users could use clubhouse and it just felt a shame to be doing a chat where only iphone people could listen in so mm. uh, yes that that part was a little bit i don't know i don't know why they didn't release it for uh yeah, Android at the same time. I know, I think that was a big hurdle, actually, which, um, mm, yeah. yes. mm, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, and I, for me, using Clubhouse, I found I was getting far too many notifications all the times and like pings and things. So that kind of put me off it a bit. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I, it's so cool to hear someone who really enjoy, enjoys talking like that. Because yeah, I just get, I get so nervous, Sarah, so nervous about that kind of thing. So it's great that you... uh, even when you do it while you you're doing it. I don't, I don't know if I, I, I'm trying to think. But you know, I guess my workshops when I do them on my own. No, I do enjoy it when you start. You're right. Once you've once you've got into it for a little bit, I do, I do enjoy it. But it, the nerves for me beforehand, I just don't know. Ooh, you know, ooh, it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's true. You know, I think that for everyone, that part is uh, that is a, a common part. Being mm. nervous before, but probably the key to me is uh, showing how enthusiastic you are about what you do. That is good advice. That's so true, isn't it? Yeah, that is so mm. true. Passion means it, a lot. It's like, you know, it's like in photography at the end of the day, if you're bored, you, you will take boring pictures. Mm. That's a good quote as well. You've got loads of great quotes. Yeah, no, it's so true. It is true. <laughs> it's so true that, yeah. I can, if you're not infused about what you're doing, yeah, definitely it shows in your images. So, mm. And so that's the same when you're a speaker, I guess. Yeah, it must be the same. Yes, I think so. Um, sorry, let's let's change tack slightly. Let's go a bit okay. different. Okay. Do, do you watch much kind of Netflix or movies or anything? I have uh, Netflix, but I have just discovered something, something else, and I was like, "Oh my God, I have to do this! I need this one. This is better than Netflix." Oh, what? What is and it? <laughs> <laughs> it's Mubi, M-U-B-I. Oh, have okay. You seen it? I've heard of it, but I don't have it. No, what is it? Films or series or both? Yes, it? It, it is about selected films. Oh, okay. So I enjoyed Netflix, but series to me are too long. Mm. Uh, you know, if, especially if it's a series is very long, it takes time. And I don't have all, all the, that time. Mm. And after a while, you know, maybe you started that you're very enthusiastic about it. And then 
you're in the middle and it's becoming too long. Uh, I prefer movies, to be honest. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. And and so movie, what is it kind of, so you say they're kind of curated films then? Yes, so. yes. Uh, it's a curated film section. And... Uh, I'm as I'm going as I'm going back to Rome. I want to start my free trial, and uh, maybe I will just quit Netflix and. Uh, oh wow! And so this the the other one, yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. Well, that's I should check it out. I should check it out. Well, the oh, one... you should. You should. Yeah, I will actually. I think I think I've got there's an app on the on my telly because I've seen the movie logo. I think so. Yeah, I should try mm-hmm. it. Um, okay, well that's good because the, the questions I was going to ask you they're mostly movies today. So mm-hmm. you know we're just going to do a little little game where I say the synopsis of a film or a series and see if you can get the title. Ah, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. Um, yeah, I, I, are you ready? Are you ready for your first one? Uh, I, w- I will fail on everyone. Okay, go ahead. That's okay. So quite a few have failed, and also it's all good. <laughs> I don't think I would get these, but no, no. Okay, so the first one I've I've done because it's actually set in Rome. It's a movie that's set in Rome. I think quite a lot of it. I think. So. Okay. Okay. So, in late nineteen fifties New York, Tom Ripley a young underachiever is sent to Italy to retrieve Dickie Greenleaf, a rich and spoiled millionaire playboy. But when the errand fails, Ripley takes extreme measures. Okay. Was, was the title the uh, talented Mr. Ripley? Yes. Boom. Straight. Yeah, that's great. Well done. I I wouldn't have got that though. I think, have you seen it? Yes. Uh, Is it good? I've I've not seen it. Uh, it. It is good. It is. And it is set in Rome, isn't it? I read it's set in Rome. Sorry? It, it, is, it is set in Rome, isn't it? I think I read it was set in Rome, the film. Uh, partly, but and oh. I think that if I remember well, partly was uh, re- uh, recorded in southern Italy. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, that's a great start, though, Sarah. That's boom. That's one <laughs> out of one. That's, that's so great. That's great. Okay, let's go on to your second one, um, which is mm-hmm. a lot old. This is an older movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. After a space merchant vessel receives an unknown transmission as a distress call, one of the crew is attacked by a mysterious life form, and they soon realize that its life cycle has merely begun. Is that Star Wars? Oh, no. It is set in space, though. It is set in space. You you know what? Uh, I am very bad in... um, uh, How do you call them? Uh, Sci-fi, kind of? Um... (laughs) No, I don't have the the English word for it. The sort... The kind of movies, movies which didn't represent reality. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of like fantasy or science fiction yes fantasy movies Uh, and uh, it it wasn't my my kind at all so i skipped almost everything okay (laughs) so this is a bad genre for me to ask you (laughs) (laughs) but uh, i got into that only recently and i've started reading something uh, um, some uh, fantasy books and they are so mind blowing. And I just, I thought, okay, I want to be in their head for five minutes. Oh, that's cool. Mm. How what crazy kind of, would it be? What kind of fantasy books have you been reading? Uh, it's a mix of uh, uh, fantasy tales. So they are um, different uh, authors. Okay, cool. And. I wanted to 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 buy something. I, I was thinking about buying some some books because I also started a sort of game with my daughters before going to bed. We we are um, making up stories. Oh, cool! And they are all you know. They are very strange, strange stories. Something like uh, a child with a spider body, you know. All <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> and uh, every time. It's it's like I start with a sentence 
and my daughters go ahead with another and oh, they go ahead with another one and that's uh, really nice the the result is so strange <laughs> and my husband is listening to me is like you're crazy <laughs> <laughs> and then he leaves <laughs> <laughs> that's funny oh that's, that's a nice thing to do at bedtime though that's really nice i think um it is and if, if by the way this film though that this question is um it's alien the film alien, alien. all right oh and i have a, i have seen it oh you I have, have yeah oh, well, it, it's a lot it's a long it's it's late is it late 70s or early 80s now it's quite a long time ago isn't it that, that film, i think but... it, it was uh probably end of 80s oh yeah maybe it's end of 80s and the and the the main character is called ripley and the first question was the talented mr ripley so there's a nice little link yeah. anyway <laughs> okay anyway <laughs> one out of two is still good so are you ready for your final one final one sarah <laughs> okay <laughs> okay this this is a series though so you may if you you don't watch many series so you probably may not get it but let's just see okay um mm. When a spy tracks down a stylish assassin, the hunter becomes the hunted. A bloody funny thriller about two women lethally obsessed with each other. Okay, I haven't seen this series. No, cool. It's um, Killing Eve. Killing Eve. Mm. All right. It's good. But still, one out of three, sorry, is good because a lot of people have not got any. So that is good. That is good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I should be proud of myself. Definitely okay. proud. Yes, definitely <laughs> proud. <laughs> um, let's go. Let's go back to your to your photography, sorry. And um, a quote from your This Is Reportage family bio that I wanted to ask you about. And you say, while while working, you have never regarded yourself as a fly on the wall. So, yeah, can you tell us more about that and, and your approach in general? Because because I know you know some photographers think they they need to be that fly in the wall kind of um, character. So, yes, yeah, what what's your general approach when you're shooting a family? Uh, yes, I've never regarded myself as a fly on the wall because I feel part of that family. That what I was. Uh, um, same before uh, and if you want to be part of the family you have to engage with them mm. uh, in a very honest way I think that there's no answer on how to do it because it's something very personal for me uh, most of the time the keys are children because I am very drawn to childhood and uh, I have to be honest, uh, as a mother, I struggle a lot with playing with my daughters. Okay. I don't know if it's because my parents never played with me. And, and I got bored after, like, a very short time. <laughs> okay. But at the same time, I really enjoy watching them. Mm. It's like... It's like watching a movie at the end of the day, and it's because uh, you, when you watch them, you realize they live in a complete different world, and their way of seeing is so it's flipped out, and it's the same for every child, you know, and and it's good because they have to live their childhood that way, mm -hmm. so. Uh, when I enter a family, I start to talk with children, and they are they are so opened, so relaxed. Even the one who are a little bit shy, after five minutes, they start to show show me their toys and their drawings and and everything, and they are they are curious about me and. After let's say thirty to forty minutes, they go. They just go back to their life. They don't care about me being there. Mm -hmm. So um, that is why I'm saying I, I don't regard myself as a fly on the wall. Also because I, I get very close to my subject when I want to take a photo. Oh, okay, and, cool. And I think you need uh, confidence to do that. If you stay far, I think that family uh, is perceiving a sort of, you know, uh, 
um, I don't know how to say it, but it's like if you keep yourself physically far, uh, they feel discomfort. Mm, I get that. Mm, like they're kind of being kind of like they're being spied on by an outsider maybe yeah it's like you're not part of them you're like an intruder at some Mm, point that makes sense if i want to make intimate intimate photos i have to get close and to get close i have to engage honestly with them Mm. so how can i be a fly in the wall i mean you can say that you become a fly in the wall after you engaged and they don't care anymore anymore about your presence Mm. that makes sense that's true i think that's really good advice honestly that how you do have to engage and for them to to trust you and just accept you there it would be strange if you were really close to people and never saying a word or never interacting at all in in any way it would be really weird for them Oh, yes. Mm. Yes. I, th- I think that's really great advice. And, and it's the same. And I think that's universal for kind of any documentary coverage as well. And, and it applies to wedding photography as well. So, you know, I'm similar in that way. I shoot very close with a 25 mil around people. And yeah, I just love the kind of intimate moments you can capture that way rather than being standing 20 meters away with a 200 mil lens on. Uh, yes. And that is the reason why I one of the reasons I prefer using um, prime lens because I force myself to move my body and get close instead of just zooming in, you know? Mm, yeah, definitely. I think that's a major, major thing. And yeah, when I moved to primes years ago, that I, yeah, exactly the same as you. Just It does make you move, doesn't it? I, I love that. And you, just physically being around people, you do you anticipate moments a lot more than if you are physically yeah. far away. I think you really, really do. So mm, it's great. Yes. And um, sorry, one of your most talking about intimate captures and intimacy. One, one of your most recent reportage family awards is, it's from a birth session. It looks like it's from a birth session. I'm pretty sure it is from a birth session. Um, it looks like a, a water birth, I think. And it's such a, a, a beautiful yes. image and connection, love and, you know, support and, and new life imminent. Can you, can you tell us more about about that shot? Of course. Um, okay, I was uh, um, shooting for uh, this uh, this woman. She's an, a midwife, oh, wow. and she's she's working in uh, in a very well known hospital in Rome. But she chooses to give birth in a, a maternity house. Is okay. it called maternity house? I'm I think, sure. oh, um, I don't know what the exact phrase would be, but that makes sense, yeah. Uh-huh. And because she wanted a cozier environment and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's different from giving birth in, in a hospital. Okay. The feeling is just different. And uh, I love that she had this very... Um, positive uh, approach towards her body uh, she she felt comfortable in being completely naked in front of me she she didn't care that's cool and and so and so her husband so they were both n- naked inside the the pool and i captured i was i have to be honest there is a, a lucky part on it because the only available light was a tiny, tiny lamp. And their moment of connection happened exactly in that light. That's cool. Wow. You, so, yeah, but you saw that. It's not luck. You, you saw that moment and you were there to capture it and frame it beautifully as well. Yeah. Y- yes, I was ready. And I was really... I don't know how to say overwhelmed and I was because I I was absorbing all those emotions at the same time so I was like trying to calm down and be focused but at the same time I was uh, I got really emotional I I really love doing it Uh, it's it's I can 
you're just talking about being emotional I can, and being overwhelmed. I, yeah, I can, I can only imagine. I've never, never done any birth photography, but I can, I, I totally understand how overwhelming it must be. It must be a really intense experience. It is so it special, is. though, as well. So special. Have you done? Have you done much birth photography? No, no. That was that was my very first one. And oh wow! I'm, um, birth photography will never be. A big part in my photography. Uh, okay, cool. What? Why? Why not? I think it's too binding for me, right. uh, because you have to you have to um, be available for twenty four hours a day, mm -hmm. and uh, take enough time not to uh, not to do anything. And having two daughters, a family, a business. Mm -hmm. That's true. Totally get that. I mean, you can focus on just birth photography. Doing both is a little bit, I don't know, for what I'm doing right now, it's too much for me. Mm. I really enjoyed the experience. And I really wanted to share those photos uh, around. While at the same time, I was a little bit concerned because um, I realized that uh, birth is something very personal and uh, it's not the same for everyone. Mm. I have friends who had a C-section. Okay. And because their expectation on birth was different, they suffer for, for it. So it, I think that I didn't want to convey... Uh, this image of birth, which is perfection, because it's not. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest, it's not. And mm. it's different for everyone. So I've shared these photos, but I always want to stress out mm. this point. Um, birth photography for me, it's, uh, it is the experience. It, it, it's, it is mostly your first um, encounter with your child. But the way you give birth doesn't make you a better or a worse mother. Oh, yeah. So true. So true. Oh, but it's 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 so it's so fab hearing your 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 thoughts about about all of that and that specific image, Sarah. And and it's magic that you captured that. You know, I just think it's an an awesome thing to have done. What a special thing to have given. You know that those parents as well. Amazing. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, since I have started working with family photography, I always thought of, about taking the photos I wanted for myself and my family. Mm. And mm. one of my biggest regrets is not having the photos of my birth. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I understand that as well. I wasn't doing... Um... I wasn't a professional photographer, whatever that means, when my first child was born, really. Oh, no, I just started, actually. Yeah, I just started. But, yeah, I didn't photograph the actual birth bit as well. I have to say, I'm just, just to be honest, I'm just totally, I'm so kind of just a squeamish person. I, I was, I, I found it hard enough just to be with my wife when she was giving birth, let alone, I don't <laughs> think I could have photographed it. <laughs> I know that that's bad, but I just can't help it. I just, um, I felt so useless when she was giving birth as well. It was uh, a weird thing, but Anyway, yeah, anyway, I don't know if I could do it. You know, I just don't know if I could do it. Um, yeah. I think it's a common feeling uh, among uh, men. But at mm. the same time, uh, you're not useless. It's like it's the psychological support means a lot. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. Thank, thanks for talking about that image. And if anyone's listening now, do head to thisreportagefamily.com or thisreportage.com. I'll, I'll include that image that that reportage family wore that Sarah just spoke about. Um, Sarah, as, as, well as, your, as well as your family sessions and your day in the life, you also offer vacation photography in Rome, which yeah. is just cool, I think. Can you tell us a bit more about that specifically? You know, how how long have you been doing that, that kind of vacation photography? Oh, since the very beginning. Since the very beginning. And I have started with a um, couple of families in the very first year. And then something I haven't, I haven't even advertised, if I think about it. Just 
started to um, to go on by itself because through word of mouth, I have uh, uh, I have uh, documented uh, vacation sessions for for many American families, and they were like old friends. It's oh, crazy. Okay. <laughs> so what? yeah, I was just wondering, what do you mean like through words of mouth? So like one family will have a holiday in Rome and they've booked you, and then they tell you know that yeah they recommend you to their friends and things like that. Yes, isn't it crazy? Yeah, that is. It's awesome though. <laughs> it's really cool. It is. It's like wow. I got so many inquiries like, oh, you photograph my uh, my friend's family, and we want to do the same. We're coming to Rome. Oh, that's great. You know, wow, and. Yeah. Yeah. Is it mainly um, international tourists then, or do you have you also yeah. photographed Italian tourists in Rome? So far, I've done. Uh, uh, they were all coming from the United States. Okay, cool. It must be. I've never done vacation photography. I think it sounds great because the 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 family were all just excited being in a obviously a brilliant place like Rome as well and I guess it's I guess it's like a normal family session but you're just following them around the different places in Rome is that do they ask you advice on where to go and things uh, sometimes they they do sometimes they have everything planned by themselves okay cool. and if you, if they need help I can recommend uh, uh, tour guides I know. Right, yeah, cool. so, and it was, sorry, it is, sorry, talking over you. I don't mean to talk over you. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> these are like um, advices. I am. I'm not. I'm not working. You know, specifically with uh, tour guides or restaurants or you know no. or anything of these uh, services. But if I can uh, honestly recommend something I have seen myself and something that works especially if you have a family with children i have no problem in doing it that's really and, cool and the sessions themselves must be just fun and relaxed i guess because yeah as i say they're in a holiday mood and yeah i just want their family captured whilst in rome i think sounds great i do think it is. i just wouldn't know i think maybe a problem well a, a difficulty of it is that maybe a lot of people don't know that you know vacation photography is even an option to have do you know what i mean it's it's it is true because uh, uh, many people if they think about um, vacation photography they think about a couple of posed pictures in front of the main buildings <laughs> and that's it but there's so much more and uh, if you want you can as a documentary photographer, you can capture the spirit of the day, you know, and it's great because I'm usually I start in their hotel room so they oh, get cool. ready. Uh, we have breakfast together and then and honestly, I have started discovering discovering Rome with them. Oh, that's because, cool. Yeah. For, through different eyes, through like. A, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Because if you think about it, are, are you in London? Um, no, I'm in the very southwest of England, actually, in Cornwall by, by the beaches. But. Okay. It's like when you live in a place and you have everything uh, around and you're just like, okay, I will do it one day. I have time. Mm. And <laughs> you never do it at the yeah. end of the day. That's so, true. But now you are. That's great. Yes, yes. Well, I cannot wait to start again because, the, you know, the last two years... Uh, with the pandemic, it's like gone, completely gone. And now we are, I don't know, it's completely unpredict unpredictable here, to be honest, because uh, people who are coming to Rome, I mean, foreign people, they are coming mainly for business purposes, mm. not really for vacation. And uh, I'm so hoping to see them to see them again and to start again in doing it. Let's see how these uh, vaccines work, work or not. Mm, sure, I fingers crossed. It's looking, well, it looks so much more positive, doesn't it? Um, but fingers crossed, yeah, they, they come back and you get to do more of that work. Do you, yes. do you think as well, have you, as uh, in, in, the American market must just be more open to that as an idea then i think maybe which is great do you as well as getting word of mouth um 
bookings of your vacation work do you have you tried like doing search engine optimization or anything for like I don't know like vacation photographer Rome and things like that <laughs> yes I, I have to be honest I'm not very good in this kind of uh, technical website stuff right <laughs> I ate it to be honest <laughs> okay yeah um, I get that but uh, I am I am working on on a on a project on uh, documentary vacation photography, and uh, hopefully I can say more in a few months. Oh, okay, that sounds exciting. That sounds cool. That's very <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, well, all the best with that. That does that sounds great. And yeah, Rome. By the way, I just I've only been to Rome once. I went for my wife's fortieth birthday um, a year and a bit ago, and just loved it. Magical, magical place. So cool. Mm. Uh, you should come back. It's not that far. Come on. No, that's true. Yeah, I'd love to meet you. It'd be great. Um, <laughs> but just loved it. It was so. We only went for four days, but oh, just just we didn't really go to big things like we just only walked like around the Colosseum didn't go inside but we mm -hmm. stayed just by kind of like the Spanish step is it Spanish steps is it yes yes yeah. yes so we stayed our, our hotel was just right up there and oh just beautiful meals on oh, the ice cream the ice cream is so good <laughs> <laughs> just magic so when you will come back I will give you a list of places that shouldn't be missed oh that sounds good yeah that would be so okay. cool okay and we'll, sh we'll share a coffee if you like coffee yeah i'd love that oh i'd love that sarah yeah that would be that would be awesome okay let's uh, let's change tack again slightly mm -hmm. sarah okay, okay if you if you had 24 hours totally to yourself to do whatever you wanted and money was no object what would you do <laughs> <That's a big laughs> I'm laughing because right now <laughs> what I would love to do is go back to Rome in my empty apartment, enjoy the silence, <laughs> put the put the air conditioning on and reading a book for 24 hours or maybe watching a movie by myself. <laughs> oh, I get that. <laughs> Did you say you're at the beach at the moment with your with your family? Yes, with my yeah. daughters and the schools are closed and they are like fighting 12 hours per day oh, and gosh. you know it's me and my husband and we are like exchanging ourselves going back to Rome because I cannot honestly I cannot work here with them it's impossible uh, okay. so every time I go back to Rome and I you know I, I stay uh, even like 10 hours in front of my computer but as soon as I enter the door and I hear the silence. Ah, oh, this is a vacation, you know? <laughs> and I forgot to, to eat. Because, you know, when you are a, a student that you don't even eat or you yeah. eat at midnight, you just don't care about anything. Mm -hmm. I, feel, uh, I, I feel like a daughter when I am, when I am by myself. <laughs> so that's, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going and coming back alone just to work. And I feel on vacation. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> oh, that's so, funny. I get that. I get that. So it's... at the moment, that's my that's my goal. <laughs> that's your goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, I, I can I can totally relate to that that kind of thing as well. That's funny. Um, sorry, I've just glanced down. I honestly I thought we'd been talking about half an hour, but it's almost an hour. This is just and I, I always say this, but it does just fly talking. It's been it's been so I've still got time for one more question, if that's okay with you. Okay. Okay, okay. okay. Um let's go quite a big one, I think, to end. And I think people would Ooh. Oh I know <laughs> build up the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think people would love to hear this from you. So um if someone was just thinking of starting out now, you know, as a documentary family photographer, what mm -hmm. advice What advice would you give to them? If they're brand new to it, they, they realize this is something they really wanted to do. What, what advice would you give to them? Well, first thing I would say is that, is that define your goals. So what is okay. that you want to reach? Who do you want to be? let's say in one, two or three years from now. And that is a starting point. And what are the, then you have to define the next steps, you know, step by step, how to reach your goals. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, what I would suggest is find a mentor uh, because uh, no book, no online course um, will, will value the same as a, a personal path you have with a mentor who can focus on, on you. So once you have a good imprint from your mentor, you can start developing your voice. And how, how do you reach that? It's through practice, practice and practice. And, um, you know, when you know the rules, once you know the rules, you know how to break them on purpose. That's cool. I think that, that's all really, sorry, I'm just smiling back here. I just, I'm just nodding because that's just such all great advice. I think that's, uh, I think that's the best way to start. If you, if you start with someone you trust and someone you admire, and uh, it doesn't mean you have to be like him or her. It's just, it gives you a direction and then you can go by yourself. And that's that's great advice, Sarah. And that's that's yeah, really good advice all around. And the whole the whole session, that whole hour of talking to you, uh, you've given such great advice and great tips, and so interesting, great stories. And so, just thank you so much. I've really enjoyed talking to you. <laughs> thank you. I enjoyed uh, this conversation a lot. And your English, by the way, is so good. It's amazing. Did I did I read on your website? Did you live in in Dublin? Was it for a couple of years or? Yes, huh? that was one of my, of the, <laughs> one of the crazy part of my life. Once I, I ended my university, once I got my university degree, mm. I just bought a one-way ticket to Dublin, never been there before. Okay. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> wow, well, that is you know, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, you know, there were no Facebook, no knew nothing you know i was uh, finding i was trying to find my apartment through daft online okay and i ended up with i don't know with strangers <laughs> <laughs> why why dublin specifically why did you i mean i love dublin i've only been a few times but but why was it dublin that you wanted to go to uh, because it was more of a practical practical reason because i didn't have to you know exchange money oh, okay uh, right um, yeah go and use uh, euro and uh, oh, yeah that makes sense so, yeah mm, cool what did you do for two years there then i worked for an airline so oh. i didn't i didn't stay a lot in dublin yes i spent two years there but i was like taking a flight every time i could and travel the world oh, which wow. was pretty yeah I, I was uh, I was jumping on planes like taking the bus. It's crazy. <laughs> wow, that's cool. It must have been. Is that where you're really? You know, your great English must partly come from all that time. Then I think. I think so because nobody was speaking Italian. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at some point. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's but so cool. I think, I think I am losing it a little bit because uh, you know living in italy you know i should start watching uh, cartoons in english with my daughters <laughs> yes that's you true to practice a, li a little bit more oh but and it's great your english is brilliant and it must be it must be a really good plus selling point as well for the vacation photography that you do you know with the american families knowing that the photographer that's going to be with them speaks english is a big plus it is it is mm. otherwise i'll how could I engage with them? Yeah, oh, exactly. So it's awesome. I'm just so impressed with how great, great your English is. I, I can't speak Italian <laughs> at all. So I'm just always ashamed when I talk to people on podcasts and now they can speak English so well. And I'm just not very good with different languages. But anyway, um, Sarah, thank you so much for, for all your time today. Honestly, I just love chatting to you. It's been it's been awesome. Thank you so much, Alan, for what you're doing, because uh, what you reached so far for for all the community it's absolutely amazing oh thank and you i am i am really grateful for this
Oh, thank, thank you so much. Thanks for being such a, a massive part of it. And thank you for judging for us. I know we've not even got around to talking to you, but thank you so much for that, because I know there's a lot of images to, to go through as well, but I really appreciate that. Thank you. It's been a very interesting experience for me. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. And sorry, we, we, we could just go on with so many more questions and answers, but... <laughs> 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 um, whenever I, I, you want <laughs> yeah we should do a second one in about six months we'll do a revisit we'll do a revisit um so i i hope um the international travel for you know holiday makers vacation i hope that comes back soon and i just wish you all the best for the year ahead and i'll i'll let you know when i'm back in rome that'd be great to meet up for a coffee great <laughs> okay but that's perfect keep well you too bye-bye bye You've been listening to the 85th episode of the This Is Reportage podcast. I really enjoyed talking to Sarah there. Hope you enjoyed it too. Head to thisisreportagefamily.com or thisreportage.com for a link to her website and to see the specific Reportage Family Award that she spoke about on the episode too. There's also a link there through to the blog post Sarah wrote for us, which is all about her top tips for becoming an award-winning photographer. A really great read. We have lots more episodes of the podcast available where we speak to family and wedding photographers from all over the world. Delve into our back catalogue to hear from the likes of Stefana Ferrell, Marika Svart-Scholten, Emma Collins, Rowena Meadows, Lisa Hu Chen, Nika Kudike, Stephen Rooney, Frank Boutonnet, Stephen Hairshaft, Liam Shaw of York Place Studios, Ross Harvey, Tyler Workin, and many more too. If you're not yet a member of this reportage or this reportage family, check out all the benefits of joining us, including an unlimited number of images on your profile, 60 individual award and 18 story award entries per year, invites to our physical meetups and parties, exclusive discounts, hours of educational videos featuring tips and advice from some of the world's best photographers, and much more too. There's just over one week left to submit to our next award collections. The deadline is the same for both our wedding site and our family site. Submit by 2359 BST on 24th of July 2021. No poses, nothing staged. This is Reportage. And this is bye for now. <laughs>